Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. This week, I had another special guest on the show, Jared Richmond of Richmond Weightlifting. I wish I had not stumbled upon Jared in the first place because the only reason I did is I injured my wrist weightlifting. And I spent about a month where I couldn't train at all. I couldn't get the barbell over my head. I couldn't get in a front rack position, which is definitely not a position you want to be in when you're a weightlifter because all of those things are needed every single time you train and every single time you compete. So I'm flailing around before the American Open trying to find any wrist wrap that worked. I got cheap stuff. I tried taping as tight as I could. I ended up going with a gymnastics brace to wear to the American Open series. It was heavy, it was awkward, it was not designed for weightlifting at all. So it did affect the way I cleaned. I ended up competing pain-free, which was great. But as soon as I got home, I started doing my research. I was trying to find just any wrist wrap that actually had support. And I saw a bunch of Chinese lifters wearing these big leather things that looked like, I don't even know how to describe them, but I saw that they were just huge and bulky, but they looked like they provided a lot of support. So I started doing my research, stumbled upon richandweightlifting.com, got a pair of wrist wraps, and they honestly changed the way I train. I'm so happy I stumbled upon that website because I have not had any wrist pain over the course of probably the last six months or so that I've worn them. Every single time I go into the gym, I train, I wear these wrist wraps, and I'm so grateful to have them. So I wanted to get Jared on the show. We talked about business, we talked about life, we talked about weightlifting. It was really cool to get his perspective because he is a young business owner. He is only 24 years old. He is running his business by himself. So he talked about some of the struggles that he goes through on a daily basis, like not being able to take vacations and being his own customer service team, everything like that. So it was really cool to just pick his brain and talk a little bit of weightlifting at the end to talk about competition, everything like that. So I know you guys are going to dig this one. All right, cool. We are live this week on the podcast. I have a special guest with me, Jared Richmond of Richmond Weightlifting. Thanks for joining me this week, Jared. What's up, man? Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, I want to get started. So basically, I came across you from just just through an injury. And it's like, it's kind of weird to think about how you come across certain people. I was dealing with a wrist injury. Um, I couldn't train at all. I was researching, trying every product I could. And then I stumbled upon your website. And I just wanted to get into the backstory of starting Richmond Weightlifting, what you do now, and yeah, just really take a deep dive into that. Sure. So um, it's kind of funny because I think I try to distance myself a lot from the company. Um, when I was trying to create like a brand name for the company, I I couldn't like I didn't really want to dive into something super cheesy like pick a verb and then put weightlifting behind it. You know, like there's just so many of those out there. And like, honestly, I the last thing I wanted to do was make my last name part of the company. Um, but like we it got down to it and it was more of like a filler. Like I'm like, I want to make a pro- make the product. You know, I'm going to put my last name in the in the name of the company and then I'll switch it later. And, you know, at this point, there's enough people that kind of know the brand. 
um, to where I feel like it's probably not a good idea to switch the name of the company. So, like, yeah, my name is Jared Richman. I own Richman Weightlifting. Um, but I feel like the word Richmond, you know, it's the name of a city. Like, it's agnostic enough to where, um, you know, it could be it could be just about anything. So uh, a lot of people don't know that, you know, the guy that owns Richmond Weightlifting is – the last name is Richmond. A lot of people think it's from Richmond, Virginia, or whatever else. So I guess, like, you know, that's – I kind of want to keep it that way to a point. Like, I don't – you know, and I'm not super active on my own personal social media. So, um, you know, maybe that's why – you hadn't, you know, come across me. So anyways, um, yeah, uh, I created Richmond weightlifting basically to make our flagship product, which is like our leather wrist straps. Um, when I, I got into CrossFit my first year of college, which was 2013, um, really big into it, got really strong, really quick. And, but I had no technique because I had no coach. I'm just working out in like the the college weight room, you know, and trying to do cleans and snatches. And uh, I came home from college that summer and I wanted to show all my friends how strong I had gotten, you know. And so it was like, the I think it was like, a, I hadn't even been back for a week from college. And we went to my, my high school weight room and I was showing like everyone how much I could clean. And I wanted to attempt a new PR. I think my PR at the time was a 255-pound clean. Um, and I tried a 275-pound clean. So, like, I didn't even want 265, you know, not 260, not 270, 275. So I tried that, was not making any bar body contact at the time. Like I said, no technique. Um, and I threw it up, left it way out in front of me. And I'm pretty sure my knee and my elbow made contact and my scaphoid just crunched uh, in half. And at that moment, I couldn't move my wrist. I had never broken a bone up until that point, but I knew that the bone was broken regardless. Um, so I'm like, hey, I told my buddy who took me to the gym that day, I'm like, hey, we need to go. I broke my wrist. And uh, so we went. And, you know, I went to the hospital or whatever, and sure enough, it was broken, um, un, which something that sucks about a wrist injury, I don't know if you're familiar, but they take a long time to heal because they don't get a lot of blood flow. So there's not a lot of those nutrients going through to heal your, heal the, heal the especially the scaphoid, which is what I broke. Um, but luckily, it was a nice clean break. It didn't require any surgery, but I was in a cast for three months. Um, which sucked because it was funny. My, my now wife, who was just my girlfriend at the time, she had bought me a membership. So my, I broke my wrist on May 15th and my birthday is May 20th. So she had bought me a membership to a CrossFit gym for my birthday, but hadn't told me yet. So I told her, Hey, I broke my wrist. She was like, are you kidding me? I just, I have bought you a membership to a CrossFit gym. And so luckily, luckily, I think she was able to get like a refund on all that. Um, but, you know, a lot of people I think would would be like, yeah, okay, I broke my wrist. I'm going to probably not do cleans anymore, right? Where I was like, you know, I was so set on it for whatever reason that, you know, I wanted to be good at CrossFit at the time that, uh, you know, I, I was like, what am I going to be able to do over these next three months while I'm in a cast to where I'm going to become a better weightlifter. 
So I did like the small off squat program and I had my, cause I had a cast that went over my thumb too. Mm-hmm. So I had to wedge my hand in the barbell and it like made a little like pocket right here where I could kind of like shove it in there. Anyways, I got a lot stronger. I think my squat went up like 40 kilos or something stupid in like three months. So, I mean, it, and then, so I got out of the cast and you think like, oh, you get out of the cast and you're going to be fine. You get out of the cast, you can't even hardly move your wrist. Like it's, I mean, you can't, like, it, it's not the same. You, and you, at first you're like, is this going to be my life? Like for the next, you know, forever. And luckily you start to regain flexibility and whatnot. But like, man, it hurt so bad to do any, I mean, I couldn't do clean snatches. I couldn't hardly do any pressing movements for a long time. And then when I finally started like trying to get back into them, I had to use, I used like Velcro wrist straps, I think from Rogue. And I just cinched them down as tight as possible. And I would wear them like up on the back of my hand, you know, where it really crossed the wrist joint. Cause I think that's a big thing that people do wrong with wrist straps in general is they wear them like, you know, they basically make them like a glorified sweatband where they mm-hmm. wear them like down on their forearms. And it's like, that cannot possibly be providing you any sport, but all right. You know, so, but what I would find is like, I would have to cinch them down so tight to get the support I needed for my wrist that I would have to take them off every set, like do one rep or one set and then pop them off every single time. I mean, otherwise my hand would go numb, you know? So, um, you know, use those wrist straps, tried every, I tried every form of wrist strap, you know, cause there's, there's never a day, like even till, t- even today, like there's not a day that goes by that I don't know that I broke my wrist. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel it in some way almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I tried out all the wrist straps and then I think like I saw some guys using some leather wrist straps and I don't know, uh, there's a couple companies making them at the time. And so I, I got a hold of a pair from a company in China that doesn't make them like anymore and they didn't sell them in the United States, but I knew a guy and I, and I tried to get, you know, I'm like, I need these wraps and that's a whole, that's a funny story, but they basically were like, I, I emailed this person and they didn't speak very good English and they were like, and I was like, I need your wrist straps. How do I get them? Cause I can't buy them online. They're like, okay, go to our AliExpress store and buy $70 worth of items on there. And after you do that, we'll send you the wraps. And so I go on there and I'm thinking, okay, well, it's going to be like fitness items, right? And I just got to buy $70 worth of things to add up to, you know, or buy enough things to add up to $70 so that they'll send me these wraps. And uh, looking back, it's super sketchy. Um, <laughs> but I go to this AliExpress store and it's like children's clothing, like, <laughs> like uh, children's coats and sweaters and stuff. And but I was like, I didn't care. Like I was so desperate. I bought like, um, you know, I bought seventy dollars worth the children's parkas. And and uh, about like two months later, I got the wraps in the in the mail. So, anyways, I got the wraps. And they were good, and they helped a lot, but they were, like, I noticed there was, like, things on them that I'm, like, okay, I could, like, that. that's not very well done. Um, this design could be better. Um, 
because if you, I don't know if you get, if you are familiar with the leather straps that have been made before, but they didn't make them where they were curved mm-hmm. on both sides. So they wouldn't sit like up across the wrist joint. Like I talked about, they would sit like a normal wrist strap would cause they'd be straight and they would sit like down on your forearm more than your wrist. So, um, I was like, you know what? I feel like I could do that. And there's like nobody selling these in the United States. And I'm like, and they could help a lot of people, you know? So I started like trying to search for manufacturers and I found like a bunch of them and I'm getting samples like sent and, you know, I'm, I'm having to send like, you know, send prototype or designs in and they're, they're sending me prototypes. I think I went through like 10 prototypes before we got to where we're at right now. Um, with like different buckles, different ways of like of uh, cutting the wraps, the the length and everything else. And you know, finally we got it to the point where we're at and um, you know, I guess the rest is history. but and you know, we're still a super small company, but I think we're helping a lot or you know I don't I don't want to act like I'm doing like a public service or anything, but I think the our wraps in general, you know, uh, fill a hole in the industry that, you know, other wrist wraps don't. Mm-hmm. Did you always have that um, mindset growing up where you didn't have something that you needed and you set out to create it? Or is that something that you just kind of stumbled upon after breaking your wrist? Uh, no. Well, I definitely have always like had an entrepreneurial mindset, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I went to college and I got a business degree. I have like a, I think my my degree is in marketing. I have a minor in finance, and I have like a a certificate. I think it's called of entrepreneurship, you know. And like, I always, I mean, really, I, you know, I I never had like. So I got into this scholarship program when I was in college, and it's called the the business scholars program. And there's like, it's very selective, right? Like there's, I think there's like. 10 I went to the University of Illinois Chicago so there's like 30,000 kids that went there and there's like 10 per class that got into this program and so it was very selective but I got into it and you know all my friends are getting internships every year at like Deloitte like these major accounting firms you know JP Morgan Chase like these huge companies like we would have guest speakers come like we had the CEO of Walmart like Boeing all these people come in right and they're like, Jared, what are you going to do over the summer? Where's your internship going to be? And I like was like, yeah, I'm going to work at a CrossFit gym, you know, because I knew that I wanted to like, they're like, what do you want to do? Like, they would always ask like, Jared, what's your plans? Because that's this whole, the whole point of this program was to see how, how you know, if they could prepare me or prepare you for the, you know, professional world, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody would be like, yeah, I'm trying to be a, you know, a CPA. I'm trying to be like a, a tax, you know, uh, accountant or like a corporate accountant, or I'm trying to be like a banker, investment banker or whatever. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to like, uh, own a gym. That's what I, that's what I said. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to own a gym. And they, and like, they were very cool about it. They, they never like shot my idea down, but you know, you were just like, you know, I think I had a friend that went out to California for the summer and he made like 30 grand for an internship and, and I made like no money, you know, coaching CrossFit, like, you know, maybe like one or two grand, you know? So it was, but the point is like, I always trusted myself that 
uh, you know, I could make it happen. I sold stuff on eBay when I was younger, you know, things around the house. Um, and I always want to start my own business. And uh, I think I'll always be like that. Uh, and I don't know, you know, why it is necessarily. Um, but yeah, I definitely always have had that entrepreneurial mindset, but I never, I, I guess like I never thought about producing a product. Um, and I, I basically like, you know, I think, I think people are just scared to produce a product more than like, it's not as hard as people think it is. Um, it's, it's time consuming and it's, you know, like it takes due diligence. Like it takes a lot of like, you know, I could have quit after receiving the first prototype and it looking terrible. I'm like, it was awful. I'm like, this is not what I sent you guys, you know? And, and we just kept working on it and kept working on it. And eventually, you know, we got it to where it is. So, um, yeah, I've always had that mindset though. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause, um, I was on the other side. I was like your friends who were like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work in corporate America and I'm going to make a shit ton of money and that's going to make me happy. And once I got there, I just realized how empty and how, how climbing that ladder just wasn't for me at all. But, um, but it took, it took time. Like I had to go through that period. It's just, it's cool to hear other people, how you kind of grow up and how you said that you were selling stuff on eBay and yeah. just doing small stuff like that, you can kind of tell, but I don't think it's, you're not one way or the other. You can always develop into, into yeah. both. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't think that you, I think you just have to, for me, it's, I think a big part of uh, being an entrepreneur or, which is like a dumb thing to call <laughs> myself. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it yeah. is, I, I, I'm not a freaking real estate mogul or something, you know, I'm, I just own this little small weightlifting company. So anyways, uh, but I think in order to start your own business, you have to have a lot of confidence in yourself. You have to have like the ability to like believe in yourself and like trust that you, um, you know, you can, it's not that you can do it, but it's like, um, you know, you have to believe that you're going to be okay. Like if things go bad, you know, or whatever else you have to like trust in your uh, work ethic because I think some people like, so growing up, I played sports like that's uh, played baseball, basketball and golf in high school. Uh, even before that I played football, but you got to kind of three sports is like plenty in high school. Right. So um, basketball is my main sport, though, like, you know, played AAU basketball, like just tried to, you know, go as far as I could. And then when I went to college, like there was some opportunities to do stuff at smaller schools, but I really wasn't into that because, see, it's like this always looking like bigger picture thing, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, what's what's like basketball is not going to be your future after that, so, you know, let's maybe think about like I I have this weird thing. It's the same thing that happened when I was doing CrossFit. Like, at one point, like I was trying to go to the CrossFit games, right? Like first I'm trying to go to the NBA, realized that wasn't going to happen. Right, so I switched over to CrossFit because I'm like, oh, it's all these short white guys. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like basically the same height as Rich Froning. Like, this is perfect, right? So I'm doing that, and I mean, I trained hard. Like, I'm training hours and hours a day. Like, you know, doing exactly what they're doing. And uh, I think it was like three years into it, uh, I did the uh, open, and I didn't even make regionals. And I'm like, man, I. It wasn't that I gave up, but I. 
this whole time I had kind of been denying myself, like going over and just doing weightlifting, um, because I knew I was way better at weightlifting. But I'm like, ah, you know, I want to be a crossfitter. That's what I want to be. Like, I want to be ripped all the time, right? So, uh, but then my point is that I'm getting at is I realized like I could always be a good crossfitter, but I would never be like the best. And if if I don't think I can be the best at something, then I don't even see the point in doing it. Like. And I'm not saying that that's like a good mindset to have about most things. It's just the kind of mindset that I had. And I think that the kind of mindset that you have to have or or a good mindset to have if you're going to try to be an entrepreneur. Like, so anyways, I switched over to weightlifting. And like, if there comes a day where I don't think that I can, you know, go to the Olympics, like if I think that's out of the question, or if I don't think I can win national championships, then I won't do weightlifting anymore. You know, so for me, it's like I truthfully believe that I can I've always believed at some point that I can be the best at what I'm doing. And, you know, you become maybe, you know, more realistic. But if I, you know, I think, uh, for example, my wife is a teacher and um, she she's a really good teacher, I, I think. Right. And I think but it's also like she. I, I don't think that she and you know hopefully she don't watch this, um, but she uh, she probably wouldn't be able to like handle the day to day stress you know from being an entrepreneur and like you know bad things happen good things happen it's kind of like this right um, versus she would rather have something that's you know she goes to work every single day Mm -hmm. uh, you know sees the paycheck has a good enjoys her job you know doesn't have to deal with things when she comes home stuff like that if that makes sense yeah totally so and you're 24 years old so you're definitely a younger business owner what do you think has been the biggest challenge or setback that you face so far um well, I guess a big part of like business is like deciding what type of business owner you're going to be. Like for me, I won't I try not to like I'm I'm one of the things that I kind of pride myself on is like people are like, "Why don't you make this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that?" And it's like I don't want to make a product that people already make. Like that's exactly the same as products that people already make, right? Like I could come out with a generic Velcro wrist wrap, which would probably sell way more units than my leather wrist straps would, right? Like, people sell those on Amazon, and they sell, like, hundreds of units a day, right? And I could just slap my logo on it, and I'm not even saying that I would sell a lot, but, like, it's it's a very easy thing to do, right? You could do the same thing with, like, a Velcro belt or you know, you name it, right? And the thing is, like, between, currently we have wrist straps and belts, and both of them are unique in a certain way. Um, So, like, for me, I guess it's, like, deciding, like, is growth, you know, worth some, like, integrity, right? Like, giving up some integrity, and it's not even, like, I don't even want to say you're, you know, you're not a bad person if you create something that some that already exists, Um, It's just my personal avenue is I'm trying to make something that I I try to make stuff that I want, right, or that I like. And I think that there's like a small 
um, niche of the community that also wants that product. And who knows, at some point, you know, if, if I think I can make a product better than somebody else, I'll make it, right? If I don't think I can make it better than them or, you know, beat them on price, you know, or something like that, then I'm not going to make it. So I think balancing that, like, is the hardest part. And honestly, like, I'm a one-man crew currently. So uh, I don't have employees or anything. So anytime somebody sends me an email, it's me. Instagram message, it's me. Fill every order, it's me, you know. So, like, you know, my wife and I want to go on vacation. It's like, what do I do, right? Uh, you know, it's because it's me. Luckily, I have a supportive family. Like, my little brother helps me out during times like that. But, you know, it's currently the, the hard part is, like, the balance between trying to scale the company, right? Mm-hmm. So try to sell more products and then – but also, you know, not overscale the company to where you're not making any money. Yeah. So. I think that's important, though, especially you kind of touched on a little bit, like your last name being on the product. But anything that you're doing, especially if you're working for yourself, everything that you put out there is has your signature on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that integrity is a huge thing where you have to really be honest with yourself and say, this is this is something that's important to me and I don't care if I'm going to make more money doing something else. I'm going to stick to this value. Right. I think, I, think it, I, oh, I was going to say, I think in, uh, I think in the long run, like I would, I, I wouldn't say that I won't, I would make more money if I did it the other way. It's just, um, it's more like, you know, I think that this, the path that I'm going in is what will be effective in the long run because i think people will see that we'll see that integrity right we'll see the quality of the products we'll see that like i get a lot of messages all the time um about like you know how I, seriously i cannot believe how many people like love our raps i mean i know how good they are but like it's like i get i get a lot of messages about again i hardly i i've had like literally in the lifetime of the company i've had like only I think I've only had two returns in the lifetime wow. of the company. And that's, uh, you know, like somebody that said, like, I just didn't like them that much. Two returns in the lifetime of the company, you know, which is insane. Like, you know, so it's like the people, I mean, if you try them out, like you're going to like the raps. I mean, from statistically, you know, so it's for me, it's more of like, I think people will see that over time that it, like it's genuine like I'm being as genuine as possible and uh you know and I think that over time will make the company grow into something bigger does that if that makes sense yeah I, yeah it totally does and I don't think I wouldn't promote your product like I did if I didn't believe in them and as soon as like, listen, I tried literally everything when I for I went from being able to do 50 pushups, no problem, to I did a snatch one day and then kind of left the gym, felt a little bit funny, and then I put my hand down, and I could not put my hand down, put any pressure on my hand, and I tried the row grabs, I tried gymnastics things, I tried taping them as tight as I could, and then when I stumbled upon your product, 
pain-free, literally pain-free. And I've worn them every single training session since I've gotten them. And I've gotten a few people from my gym as well who are who bought them as, and they love them. It's like the quality is unmatched. And I think you can definitely tell that every detail is accounted for. And that's, I mean, like I said, like you said, my, my last name is literally on the product. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And when you can, if somebody complains about the product, they're not complaining to a customer service representative, right? They're complaining to me. Mm-hmm. So like, it's literally me on the other end that has to like field these complaints. So one, it's like a selfish thing. I don't want to deal with complaints, right? And uh, two, it's like, you know, the the better the product, the better uh, the word of mouth, uh, you know, reviews are going to be. You're going to sell more products. Um, I mean, honestly, we are still super, super small. Like, the, the company is still super small. Um, but you got to understand a lot of that has to do with me being a one-man show, trying to scale the company just through me. Um and that means that we rely on just reinvesting the money into the business, right? Mm-hmm. And boots, I mean, the business is 100% bootstrapped. Like it was never, we never took out a loan or anything like that. So that's why like, you know, people are like, well, when are you going to come out with a new color? Or when are you going to come out with a new this or that? And it's like when, you know, when the, the time's right and it makes sense, like, um, you know, it's it, it doesn't, I can't just, you know, create an entire store right now financially that wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't be feasible for me. And I don't like there's enough companies already doing a lot of products. You know what I'm saying? Like just because a company slaps their logo on it doesn't necessarily make it any different. And that's one thing that you'll learn like when you manufacture products is a lot of products are literally the same product. They're two different brands same product literally the exact same product just two different logos on it you know so for me i won't do that like i'm not going to create a product that i think is exactly the same as another product i'm going to try and make it different some way you know it doesn't have to necessarily be a big way but i think if i can make it different in a way whether that's different price or different quality you know or different shape or structure then that's like that's what i'm going for mm-hmm I've started to see some uh, like top weightlifters like Wes Kitts and some people out at Cal Strength wearing your wraps. How yep. do you get into gyms? How do you promote yourself? I get well. I guess a lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it is Instagram. But how are you going about it personally? Uh, well, luckily, like I'm a decent enough weightlifter to where I know a few people. Like I'm seriously not very good, but like I'm I'm okay where I'm. I go to nationals. And, you know, I go to these events as an athlete. So, you know, I know enough people in the community um, mm-hmm. through that. But, yeah, a lot of people I didn't know. And I just reached – I reached out to people through social media. A lot of times, like like Wes, for example, um, he was – he had a cyst removed from his wrist. And he was leading up to a big competition. I can't remember. I think it was Pan Ams or – I don't know, it was a big international competition, and he had just had this cyst removed, and, like, you know, he had made a couple posts, like, about it, and so I reached out, and I said, hey, man, like, I think you should give our raps a shot. I really think they would help you, and he gave him a shot, and he loves them, and we're actually, um, you know, I don't want to say too much, but we're trying to work on, like, a collaborative uh, pair that should be out pretty soon with 
with Wes and me. So, well, what it'd be Wes's raps, but we make them and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of have a signature design for him and what he likes in the raps. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to work on that. And that's, see, that's the kind of stuff you got to do as a business owner is like, you know, reach out to these, the, the bigger name athletes and, um, you know, hope, hope they like your product. And luckily, like, you know, almost everyone likes our product. Like mm-hmm. I hardly ever send out a pair of apps to a big name athlete and they're like, yeah, I just don't like them. You know, like it just never, it doesn't happen because as long as you give them a fair shot, you know, let, let the leather break in. Cause that's, I think sometimes if, if somebody doesn't care for them, they probably just didn't let, let them break in, you know, for a couple sessions. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to, hard to not like a product that, that gives you better support than any other product out there. I mean, it's to me, it's not really debatable. You know what I'm saying? Was there any um, anything you wish you knew before you started the company that you know now? I'm sure there's a lot, but to, to be honest, like I don't think there would be any way that I would have known it if I didn't just do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's, uh, I think too many times people, it's that whole analysis by paralysis. And I think, uh, or paralysis by analysis. And uh, I I know that people say that a lot. But the thing is, like, once you invest your money into something, if at least if you're like me, I'm cheap. Like, you know, I, or I'm, I don't like spending money, you know. So if once I invest my money into something, I'm going to see it through. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think a lot of times it's like, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying like go out and be dumb with your money, but once you invest in something, a lot of times that's the incentive that you need to really like, you know, put in the work and now make it happen, right? It's kind of like hiring a coach. You know, mm-hmm. I think hiring a coach is great for a lot of reasons, but I think one of the reasons is literally you invest the money, so now you're like. I really should train because I paid for this, right? So it kind of motivates you. Um, I'm trying to think of like specific things that that I wish I would have known before starting the company. I think like maybe just how much time it takes up, like – because a big part of it, I think I was – we kind of touched on it before we started the video. But like when I created the company, a lot of it was like – I want to do something in weightlifting so that I can keep training, right? Mm-hmm. And not have to work a nine to five. And because it's, you know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, like if you work a nine to five, I think your odds of being like an elite level weightlifter go way down. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like, I'm not trying to like burst anybody's bubble there, but like the top level lifters don't work nine to five jobs. Like, it, you know, there might be an outlier, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, the guys that are going to the Olympics, like Wes, CJ, Harrison, like, they don't work 9-to-5 jobs. So, anyways, that with well, like I said before, that was my goal, right? Or that is my goal. I still want to be the best way of Dragon B. So, part of owning the company is, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to allow myself to – I'm going to run this business on the side, and then I can train a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, I didn't realize how um, – you know, time consuming this business would be, or is, at least if you want to make it, you know, a good business, it's going to be time consuming if you want to, if you want to succeed. Yeah, for sure. 
Let's get into weightlifting because I know like both of us are just meatheads at heart. Uh, what's your training look like? Uh, who are you coached by? So I am coached by Max Ada, um, juggernaut, team juggernaut coach. Um, currently training is a little weird because I'm trying to rehab some injuries that have just been really nagging and, and you know, pain in my butt, but um, it's hard to say exactly what the training looks like normally, um, but because Max kind of, you know, he's able to come up with, you know, whatever he, like his magical stuff, but um, I think, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to give him like a shout out, but he's, he is, in my opinion, the best weightlifting coach in the United States, and it's not even really that close. So, um, you know, he's just, he's, he's awesome. He's a really good person, and, like, I mean, he is so knowledgeable. It's insane. I've learned a ton about my technique already, and I haven't even been with Juggernaut, but, you know, close to a year now, so it's it's been fun. Mm-hmm. So what's um we we were talking a little bit you've competed at nationals what's the goal going forward get healthy you know make sure I'm healthy I'd like to hit I'd like to compete at the Arnold um and then if, if I can be ready for that I'd like to do the Arnold and then nationals for sure um because like I told you I'm I'm pretty close to Lombard I'm about I'm about two hours away from Lombard so or Chicago, um, so I'll definitely be there. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I want to have a booth for Richmond Weightlifting at Nationals, so that's, you know, be on the lookout for that if you're there. Um, it's not set in stone yet, but that's the goal. See, and that's another thing. It's like I'm trying to compete at Nationals and have a booth. Like, it's hard, man. I mean, it's not like I don't want to be like, oh, you know, life's rough, but, like, it's just – you got the hard part is figuring out how to balance the two so yeah anyways that's nationals and then hopefully you know i once i get training back on track i want to you know go for some international teams i i really think that i'm capable of that so yeah i think that's that's important to have those big goals and they're in weightlifting anyone who doesn't train doesn't understand that this is like such peaks and valleys you might go you could go a year without hitting a new pr which is insane there there's no other sport where it's like two years if you're me (laughs) so how do you how do you keep training when when things aren't going right and when you're you're not near your best well i think like you gotta know okay i got married this year or in 2019 so like we bought a house in 2018, like, uh, so 20, was it 2013 through 2017? That's college. That's mm-hmm. when I got way better because I went to class barely and trained a lot. Like that's all I had to worry about was training, eating in class. And so like, it, it's different when you have a real life you know you have job you have to pay your mortgage like there's a few things so I think like now I'm actually settling in a little bit more you know and 
my schedule has kind of, uh, you know, it's it's become more consistent. So, uh, um, you, you know, I think things are going gonna improve. And I've I've been dealing with injuries, um, and I guess like for me, it's like I uh, I know that I know uh, I'm what I have to be able to do is I have to justify like that those two years or coming up on two years that I haven't hit a PR, like I have to be able to justify to myself that like those weren't a waste. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so, and for me to do that, like I have to look at like certain, like I have to think like if I didn't go through those two years, then my technique wouldn't be where it is today. It It might look completely different. Right. Or my knowledge of training, like, wouldn't be where it is today so I coach a lot of athletes right and I feel like going through those periods like I've learned what works and what doesn't work um and I if we're honest I think that like you can have a coach tell you like that doesn't work but until you try it yourself and see that it doesn't work you don't really like put 100% faith into that idea right Mm -hmm. like we have to learn things for ourselves as humans like through mistakes, right? So I think for me, like I just take these two years as like a big learning experience and like, okay, that hurt me or that like, that literally injured me. So let's not do that again, right? Um, And then like that type of training didn't do anything for me. Uh, You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's for me, it's like you just take it as a big learning experience. And the and another thing is like the business is growing a little bit. So if the business keeps growing and I'm able to put, you know, my time into the business and time into training, like that's going to help, you know, like if the business wasn't growing, then I don't know how much longer I could continue to, you know, be a jackass and like not work a normal job. Right. And justify it to my wife. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like being, uh, being, I think all the things kind of go hand in hand. Like as you grow as an athlete, you need to grow in other other facets of your life. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time like separating the different hats you're wearing? So you're a coach, you're an athlete, you're a business owner. Is there a point where you're like, okay, I'm going into the gym to train. These two hours are mine. I'm not going to be on Instagram. I'm not going to be responding to emails. Or is that something that you really struggle with? Uh, it, the way you're wording it, I would say struggle. I struggle with that for sure. Um, but I don't necessarily think that you have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to the, you know, like Tim Ferriss, like ideas, like as much where it's like, you know, you need this time for this, this time for that. Like, I mean, I'm sure that that works for a lot of people, but I will tell you right now, like, one of the reasons that the business has grown is because I'm very accessible through yeah. Instagram. Like, you know, you message me, I'm probably going to message you back within an hour or less, right? Like, and for example if i have business meetings like i just stopped training the other day and i had to answer the phone and talk for an hour Mm -hmm. you know and it is what it is and then i just try to pick the training back up so yeah it would be easier if i could just train right but 
to me, it's important to, to, to do both. And the nice thing, I think the thing with me is like, I know that like, okay, if I answered the phone for an hour, I'm going to get my training in regardless. I'm just going to have to maybe stay late, you know, today or whatever else. So yeah, I think that maybe, I think that probably is a good idea to do that and like put the phone away and whatnot. Um, but for me, it's like, I think if I just, if I completely like shut myself off to the world for those three hours like what if there's like a huge business opportunity that arises within those three hours that mm-hmm. you know i literally just i'm like not because i'm training and i'm not going to answer the phone i'm not going to do that like i don't think that's probably a good idea so yeah like that's hard it, it's hard to do to do everything with but like like i said though that's i think what i've learned these last two years and i've kind of learned how to balance it a lot better you know, and uh, with training, I just have to be a little bit more efficient with my training, I think, nowadays. Yeah. Um, and, you know, figure out what works and, and not do, like, fluff stuff. So. Yeah, I think the reason why I ask that is is kind of selfish. Like, I just want to know that for myself because a lot of times you get into, I'm trying to grow this podcast. I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel. And it's like, um i'll be i'll be training and i'm like i don't want to be on instagram or i don't want to respond to a message but like at what cost are you doing that at? i think that's where you start to identify your priorities and your values a little bit better yeah and it's hard because like if a year ago or two years ago i would have told you like athlete number one okay but here's the thing that i've learned is like if the business doesn't grow, then I can't be an athlete. You see, yeah. like if if I don't keep up with the business and I don't pay the bills, then I can't be an athlete. Because yeah. like I said before, I and it's not that I say you can't do it, but I won't do it. I won't have a nine to five and try to be an elite, uh, an elite like lifter. I just for me, it's too much. Like it's not what I want to do. Right, like when you're not getting anything out of the lifting, like if you're, if you're not making money doing the lifting or, you know, I don't know, fame and glory, which you're not going to have as a weightlifter, like unless you're Maddie Rogers, which, you know, like still is 400,000 Instagram followers, like fame and glory, like not really, you know? So like, if you're not getting anything out of that, it's going to be hard to sustain that long term. So I guess for me, like what I've realized is I have to kind of almost be business owner first, right, which is going to allow me to train longer, you know, be able to keep training for more years to come. And and, and that's what's going to make me a better lifter because I'm going to be a better lifter, I guarantee you, in five years than I am today if mm-hmm. I'm able to train hard for five more years versus if I had to quit training today you know I I would have I wouldn't be as good as if I were able to train five more years right so that's kind of how I've like kind of made my uh, or justified it to myself and um, you know I don't know if I'm right on that or not it's but I'm enjoying like this time in my life like right now with trying to grow the business like I'm enjoying it a lot. Like it's probably one of the most fun times in my life. Yeah, that's important. Like, like what for? Like, if you think about going to the nine to five job, what are you gonna be missing out on? You're, 
even though you might be struggling a little bit at this time, I know I'm definitely struggling, but it's like the conversations that I get to have and the interaction Mm -hmm. that I've been having with people, they're worth any amount of money that I could make. Yeah. I mean, money's a means to an end, right? Like you're, you make money so that you can enjoy your life. So if you're not enjoying your life, you know, I don't, it's, it, I I can see what like the point they're saying like I'm gonna not enjoy my life now so that I can enjoy it later um, but I think you could have like a good balance I really do like I think you can figure out a good balance to where you're enjoying it now and you're gonna be able to enjoy it later for retirement you know like I don't think it has to be one or the other like I think I really think that more people should be trying to start businesses, especially today with like the internet, dude. Like yeah. I don't pay anything for advertisement, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't use Google or I don't use uh, Instagram ads or Facebook ads. I don't do any of that right now. Google ads. And I'm not saying I won't in the future if it makes sense to, but um, it, I've tried it and I don't, I don't see any success from it. But like, so my advertisement is completely like free. I just, post on the page and you know people see it and you can do that before you know you had to pay for some form of advertisement but now social media it just makes it so much easier to you know scale a business up like I reach out to people through social media that um you know I I never thought I would talk to right Mm -hmm. like I never thought I'd be able to converse with these people but you know they people like to have conversations so I think like, you know, for your podcast, it's like, just keep reaching out to people, you know, and and I think that's how it'll grow. Yeah, for sure. And I think I was, what I was thinking when you were talking was the, um, the whole like putting off happiness until retirement, like that might never come. Like so many people are wrapped up in like, oh, I'll enjoy, I'll enjoy this when I'll be happy when, when I get this, when I get this job, when I have this amount of Instagram followers and it's all bullshit, man. It's like, they're they're tied up in the idea more than the reality, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, they, they'll, what they, a lot of times I think what people are in, like, who am I to talk? I'm 24 years old, you know, like, I don't want to act like I'm coming at this from like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not Gary V here trying to like inspire anybody, but I guess what I've realized is I could do what I'm doing right now for the rest of my life and be perfectly happy you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't need to retire from this yeah i could do this forever like and and i you know be perfectly content um versus like i've worked other jobs where it's like i don't know how long i could do this like i'm literally hating my life every second of every day you know what i'm saying like it's bad so i don't know like i think obviously like see and and then i look at training almost the opposite where like people are like, oh, I just love training. I love weightlifting. I'm like, do you really love the day in day out like grind? I don't know. Like it's that's a hard thing for me. Like I tell you right now, like you know, when we get done talking, I'm gonna go train, and like it's gonna be fine. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be. But I'm not like I'm not like looking forward to it <laughs> like a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like. There are days that I do, but like, it's not like, um, it's, I don't know. It's the point is like, uh, you do certain things for an outcome 
right? And you do certain things uh, for the process. And I think I have to get better. Um, like now that I'm talking to you about it, I have to get better at like enjoying the process of training. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy the process of the business. That mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. And just um, realizing that this weightlifting journey that you're on, that I'm on, that some of our listeners are on, it's not a straight line. You're not going to be going up and up and up. It's going to be, you're going to have peaks and you're going to have valleys and it's going to suck and you're going to cry and you're not going to want to train. But it's like that end result and those connections you make, those relationships that you have at the gym, I think that's what keeps it going. Oh, for sure. It's, for me, it's, it's a way, like I always have, I want to, for me, I've always wanted to be, to like prove to myself that I could be the best at something, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, it it sounds like kind of like, uh, selfish and it is selfish. It's a hundred percent selfish. It's not like, I, I, I hear a lot of people are always like, you know, I train for this or I train for that. It's like, no, you don't. You train for yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. like as a weightlifter, like for example, like if my wife and my wife was, is a teacher, right? And yesterday was Martin Luther King day. She was off work for Martin Luther King day. Right. Mm -hmm. I still went and trained for like three hours. Was that for her or who was that for? That was for me. Right. Like I could have been spending time with her, but I wanted to train. That was for me. So like, I don't know, I get tired of this whole like, I, you know, I do this to do that. It's like, no, you train because you want to be good at something. Right. Like, I mean, that's my outlook on it. Yeah. And I think that will probably evolve. If I talk to you in five more years, you might have a completely different perspective, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess it's, for me, it's like I, I'm just saying I don't think that you can somehow – you can't somehow manipulate that into saying like that being a professional athlete or being an elite athlete is somehow like altruistic of you, mm-hmm. which I think some people like try to do. They try to – you know, and it's like, listen, like it's – I'm not saying being selfish is bad even. I'm just saying like – selfish let's take it for like it's at its definition you know it literally just means like you're doing something to benefit yourself right Mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing you know and i could say like if i get to be a better weightlifter that's going to help the company and maybe i could draw a stipend you know sponsorships whatever right which would help the me and my wife both but like at the end of the day like i'm i'm just saying like I'm a, I'm being a weightlifter because I enjoy being a weightlifter. Like I enjoy training. I enjoy training with other people. It's for me though. Like it's mm-hmm. that's the thing I get to do for me. It's like some people play golf. You know, like I don't think anyone would be like, "Yep, I'm like playing golf for somebody else." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, you're doing that for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you need to do stuff for yourself. Right. Like you'll you'll be better for your wife if you put that time in the gym and then when you get home it's like okay I had my me time now I get to connect with you on a different level where if you just thought like oh the only thing I want to be doing while we're hanging out is training like that's not good for either of you and that's a real thing um 
you know, if I haven't trained all day or whatever, like I'm going to be like, you get anxious about it, right? Like yeah. when, before you go to the gym, say you got like a big training session coming, they're coming up, like you get anxious. And like, if you, so, you know, if I'm at home and I didn't get my training in for the day and like, I know all my competitors did, like it gives me anxiety, you know? Mm-hmm. So definitely like if I can go get my training done and then come home and know that like that's done and out of the way and like I be you know I did my thing that totally helps me relax helps on the business helps me you know interact with the wife like do lots of different things so I think I think everyone could benefit from training I don't think it necessarily needs to be weightlifting crossfit powerlifting whatever just some form of training yeah totally so this was awesome, man. I just wanted to give you a quick second to promote promote the product. Where can we find it? Where can we go? So uh, richmondweightlifting.com is our website. Richmond, I think it's richmond.weightlifting on uh, Instagram. And Facebook, I think, is the same thing, richmond.weightlifting. I mean, I don't know if anybody uses Facebook anymore. <laughs> Um, but like when I post Instagram, it also posts to Facebook. So it's like, it does, it doesn't require any extra work for me. So yeah, both of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, try our wraps. If you haven't tried our wraps already, like just, I feel like they're totally worth a shot. The nice thing is like, um, you, and this is probably bad for me is like the wraps are going to last you for a very long time because they're leather. And so, like, we don't have a ton of repeat customers because they just buy their apps and they like them and they use them forever. And, you know, then, I, like, they never need to buy another pair. So they just, you know. But, I mean, for the price, they're definitely going to uh, – they're going to be an investment more than, like, they're obviously better than every other wrist strap, in my opinion. Um, but they're also, like, you know, if you had to buy – five wraps or like even one wrist strap a year for five years you're gonna be uh spending more money than if you just bought one pair of ours you know yeah for sure and i did that i bought every single wrist wrap you could possibly buy and then i stumbled upon your product so it was definitely a lot more money but it was totally worth it so i just want to thank you for for starting this company it's been awesome it saved my weightlifting career and i'm excited to just to just keep using them and see where I can go and see where you go in the future as well. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, just help. You know, the company's still really small, so any help like spreading the word about our our wraps is, you know, we we always take that. So thank you for having me on, man. Once again, thanks to Jared for coming on the show. I really appreciated the conversation with him. He has offered a special discount to our listeners. If you go to richandweightlifting.com and use the code BTY10, that's BTY10 at richandweightlifting.com, all lowercase, you will get 10% off a pair of wrist wraps. Honestly, if you're a weightlifter, if you're a crossfitter, you do powerlifting, strongman, anything that involves holding weight overhead, you should get a pair of these wrist wraps. And I wouldn't endorse this product if I didn't wholeheartedly believe in believe in them. I literally wear them every single time I train. I go back to thinking about like, what are we doing this for? What are we training weightlifting for? And I love to weightlift. But when I'm 30, when I'm 35, when I'm 40 and past that, 
I'm not trying to have traumatic injuries because I didn't want to wear support. I didn't want to use products that are going to help me later on in the long run. I don't know what the long-term damage of weightlifting is, but I know every single time I'm using these wraps, I'm getting much more support than I would with any other product. So again, go to richinweightlifting.com, use the code BTY10, and I will link that in the description as well, and you can save 10% on a pair of wrist wraps. Uh, Just lastly, ways you can support the show, make sure to share this on your Instagram story. Leave um, a little timestamp or something of, of something you like that Jared said or something I said. That helps spread the word. Make sure to give it a five-star rating on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And yeah, I just appreciate all of you. I appreciate the support week in and week out. I'm really having a blast doing this. I have so much fun every week just talking to different people that I never would have talked to and being able to be connected with just great thinkers and and leaders is something that I value. Uh, I I take an incredible responsibility to do this. So just thank you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Take care.